Good afternoon and welcome back to NFTs Live. <clears throat> we are very excited to be interviewing Shib and Marco here from the Blockgems team this afternoon. At Blockgems, they're building tools that can help predict floor prices for projects before they launch using social metrics to assess the product's organic discord growth, overall word of mouth on Twitter, and more. I've seen some advanced previews of how they use their Discord follower metrics, Twitter engagement metrics, and curated influencer following to help in these predictions. And as a trader, this is some of the best info and analytics you could ask for in guiding your minting decisions. And I'm really excited to dive into it on the show here today. Shib and Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you for having Everyone. me. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here. Really excited to get into the product, but uh, kind of as always when I do interviews, I want to learn a little bit more about our, our guest backgrounds. So I'd love if we could start with just a few minutes on each of your backgrounds and kind of how you got into the NFT space. For sure. Marco, you want to go first? Sure. So I'm Marco and I bought my first NFT in November 2020 when the hype was all around Nifty Gateway and the art NFTs that were sold there, they are sold there. And uh, later, of course, I transitioned to PFPs, uh, more complex projects and all that. And I started uh, uh, uploading my first video uh, on YouTube about NFTs in uh, January 2021, end of January 2021, and I continued ever since. And uh, then a uh, few months ago is when I met uh, Shibga and we decided to hop on this journey. So maybe with that, Shib, you want to take it over? Yeah, for sure, definitely. <clears throat> Yeah, so um, uh, originally I own a digital marketing agency that does like search engine optimization. It's like, you know, helping people show up on Google and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, I got into the NFT space around like mid 2021, um, like June, July, around that time, started to pay a little bit more attention as, um, as you know, it wasn't really like dying down. Uh, initially, when I first kind of heard about it, I thought it's going to kind of just like go away. But then since it was around at that time too, I'm like, okay, let me look deeper. So initially just went down the rabbit hole and started to realize that um, the potential for making profit was, you know, the, the whole structure is completely different than normal crypto. And it, it, it was actually, you know, way better suited for uh, getting in and out compared to crypto, where it's more like, you know, if you could get in early in the bear market and after that, everything's like a lot harder, whereas NFTs is like, um, you know, it gives you a lot of chance and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like, how I started to realize like the base structure, how the whole space is laid out and everything, started to follow some of the more um, you know, influential people in the space at that time, like Pranksy, Beanie, uh, those guys were pretty early and still making pretty good um, uh, calls, but also like giving some kind of analysis about their thoughts and stuff. So I started to go down the rabbit hole by following those people. And then that's how I found Marco because um, I was actually like, trying to backtrack a lot of like, you know, with spreadsheets and stuff like that and see like who's calling which projects when. And I realized like some of the people on YouTube and there's not a lot um, at, at that time, it was like just one, one or two people. And one of them was Marco who again, consistently was getting good calls and not just in like one meta, but like different ones. Like, like he was getting calls in 
uh, land as well as like some of the PFPs as well as a few others. So I'm like, what is going on here? So that's how I came to find, find him, um, got in his discord, started to see, you know, what, what he is going on. And those are the early signs of like blockchains in terms of like the, some of the analytics he was using, which now we built much further on and have, um, you know, basically um, got in this entire journey with blockchains. But that's, that's kind of like a summary of like how I entered the space, how we started uh, finally get into this um, um, journey together. No, that's a great story. Uh, and Marco, definitely shout out to you, uh, you know, for building the content that, that Shiv then went and found via YouTube. I, I am curious, uh, you know, he, he mentioned that your calls were consistently good. Any insights you can share about kind of the process that you followed in, in early and mid 2021 to help help you make those calls, then maybe how that informs some of the work at blockchains? Uh, so uh, back in uh, mid uh, 2021, I uh, I started to research um, a lot about on-chain stuff, and I also talked about that uh, in the channel. And uh, it wasn't bear in mind that the space was not as developed as uh, it, it is today. Sure. Uh, we're talking a, a world where uh, the Bored Apes had just launched. Um, it was just uh, starting to become a, a popular the idea of of uh, minting something. Um, spreads between uh, primary market and secondary market were gigantic. And so uh, I was making the very first videos about uh, uh, where to find spreads. Um, for instance, for uh, uh, the sandbox, uh, it was uh, typically very good to mint in the primary market and resell on the secondary market. And was at the time, with the right amount of data, it was relatively easy to stay on top of things. Uh, and it became increasingly harder. Uh, and then uh, during the conversations that we started to have with, with Shib, uh, one of the biggest problems that we had was like, how is it possible that I have all these discords open and I'm checking all of them and I still keep on missing on the good projects that are relevant now, that are upcoming, and, uh, and yet I don't... Uh, I miss them. I miss the whitelist, but I also miss the uh, the opportunity to, to to hop in early when they're not already at astronomical prices. Um, and that, and from there, we we started to 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 understand the value of social signals and started to build tools specifically for this for this particular niche. Let's say. Got it. Uh, and just a level set for our, our, our viewers and listeners who are, are tracking Marco's journey, a snapshot to what the market was like in May, June of 2021. I'm looking at the OpenSea dashboard right now. There was 39,000 active wallets transacting in June uh, of 21. And that's not even unique traders because people had multiple yeah. wallets. And now we're 10x that. Um, so that's just a glimpse into the market. But I'm I love your guys' founding story. I want to get into the product. So maybe can we kind of transition here to a bit of a demo and show us what you guys have been working on? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm sharing my screen. I don't know if you guys can see it already or uh, what I have to do. Uh, yep, we can see it. Okay, fantastic. So uh, here right now, I am the Blogjams Discord. And in particular, I am in one of the uh, channels that um, is governed, is ruled by one of our bot, Onyx. Now, what this does, uh, it basically looks at one sim ask, answers one simple question. What is that the OGs in the NFT space on Twitter are starting to follow recently? 
basically, it's, it's a very simple question, but we start from the idea that OGs, by definition, either they're better traders than we are, or they have access to better type of information. And they may that, might not know that each and everyone is following a given project, but at some point, one is going to follow one project and maybe another one is going to follow that same project. So we wanted to spot a signal when three, four, five or more were starting to follow the same project. And this is what Onyx does. Uh, Onyx sees and reads the signal of when a list of OGs that we have curated uh, follow a given project and they will tell us basically the projects that are worth following. They will not have, we will not have to scout uh, Twitter and Discourse for, for new projects that are, that are upcoming. Uh, and for instance, now I have in front of me Moonbirds. This is now a rather well-known project, but uh, Onyx told us about this already four or five days ago um, when, when first this appeared. But the, probably the best case that we have for this is uh, when we really, really first started using this tool. And I would like to, to demo this to, to, to give you, uh, to, to give you uh, the sort of the smoking gun evidence of, of this. So we are here at uh, February 11th. And in this video, and by the way, guys, if you check my channels, I want to be very clear about one thing. I make very few calls with high conviction. So I uh, tend to be uh, not very massive in the type of content that I produce. I just do very few calls and high conviction. In this video, I said, okay, I have three projects that I really, really like. And all these projects were sp spotted by Onyx when Onyx was still under the hood. We still didn't publish it. And one of these projects was Anata NFT. And Anata was so small that it had 2,700 followers and it didn't even have a profile picture and a background picture, okay? And so I say, how is it possible that this account is so small, they have four tweets, and yet they have all these OGs following them. So something is brewing and I tweeted about it. And uh, of course the tweet didn't get any attention, uh, but why should it, right? It, it's still under, you know, uh, undercover sort of, under the radar. And this was one. Another one that was particularly interesting at the time was cyber brokers. And um, uh, of course, after, uh, at the end of the month, everyone was, uh, all over cyber brokers, but cyber brokers opened the whitelist two hours after I published this video. And there was plenty of time to get into cyber brokers. Virtually everyone in, a, in, a, in, our, in our Discord got into cyber brokers whitelist. Um, and uh, we're talking about a Discord that at the time had, I don't know, maybe 200 people, 300 people. So it, it was uh, particularly easy because our Discord was very, very small at the time. And then Another project here was three landers. Um, so um, these were projects that, in my opinion, one, I mean, all of, all of them, we could say that are doing well or that at least had uh, enough relevance, enough resonance in, uh, in the space. And we uh, decided to, to, to go after them and to talk about them because of, because of uh, Onyx uh, picked them up. Now, if anybody's wondering why I say maybe four, it's because one of the projects that Onyx picked up at the time was also the Lens protocol, but I don't consider that an NFT, yeah. uh, an NFT project. So, uh, but still a pretty relevant, relevant project 
and more than one and a half year, one and a half month ago, not many people knew about it. Um, then, so this is a, um, a first, uh, a first uh, uh, step uh, that yeah. that we that we took. Uh, and Shib, maybe I don't know. You want to talk about the the following steps that uh, that uh, that we took. If, if I could, or even, maybe questions. Yeah, yeah, maybe I could even jump in. So first, <laughs> these are some amazing calls. So for our, our listeners or viewers who may or may not be familiar, so cyber brokers probably the most successful mint of the month of February is 0.3 mint price. The four went above a three ETH value. It still sits around two mid twos. Um, so certainly anyone who got on that whitelist, it was very profitable uh, for them. And then Anada, I mean, finding Anada on February 11th uh, is, is just absurd. I mean, I, I first heard about Anada maybe 10 days ago, uh, and, and I thought I was early-ish. And as folks know, it, it's incredibly difficult with like how many products, how much information is out there to find these things early and be able to act on it. So some really great examples and use cases definitely have to you know give you a virtual pat on the back there thank you definitely but i'm curious yeah, were, were there other metrics that so you mentioned onyx which is essentially following a curated list of influencers to see what they're paying attention to and yeah. what they're following I'm, I'm curious if there was any other data or analytics that kind of went into these decisions for sure okay i'll share my screen and get into um cannot share well okay mark you're gonna have to stop sharing the screen Okay, we'll stop sharing the screen. Okay, let me know when you can see it. We can see it. Okay, perfect. All right, so yes, um, Onyx picks up the projects and puts in our radar, right? And then um, the tools we like to look at next is like, okay, um, what's going to be the signals that we can find that lets us know that there's enough hype building up? And Twitter being the chosen social media platform for NFTs, this is uh, the tool is based around Twitter here, and we call it T Metrics. And um, basically, what it does is looks at the um, projects overall in the how many times they're mentioned, uh, the likes they're getting on their tweets, the retweets, reply count, and it's a general overall way to see a simple chart and see their overall engagement that's happening. And Normally what we use it for, for upcoming projects is like, we like to see the hype, the amount of people that are actually talking about it, retweeting everything like that. And if it's going up um, um, as the launch is coming. So generally what we like to see is like hype is building up towards the launch. So uh, ascending uh, curve here, but that kind of like looks good in the sense that, okay, um, um, not only is a lot of good people, top traders, checking out the project, but now it's starting to also get more known, the hype it needs in the general um, population, you could say in Twitter, they're starting to find out about it and it's gonna have the enough um, um, you know, hype it's gonna need to actually sell out. So that's like most of the time how we use it, at least for me personally, for upcoming projects. Now, um, a lot of people in our Discord, they also use it for like projects that already launched, like they like to see um, you know, new updates that are coming up or how relevant the project is. Uh, or a lot of times if they know the project is very um, you know, bullish, it's a blue chip, it's high, high quality, the, you know, it's, let's say it's a bear market and people are executing well, however, their volumes are pretty low. A lot of times that's an indication that, okay, nobody's talking about it. You might wanna look in if it's still executing, then you can get into a good time because um, attention is really pretty well correlated with price um, uh, across the space. So. So that's, that's one with T metrics. And then um, uh, do you have any questions on that before I jump into the Discord one? Yeah, no, I mean, 
so one thing that, that stuck out to me when we first talked and you, you and I got a preview of this is, I mean, you, you nailed it. NFT market trades on attention and hype. Um, and something that I talked about in, in our discord was, man, I'd love to have an attention meter or a hype meter uh, for different projects. And that's essentially what this is in a lot of ways. And I was thinking about it, you know, before products, but I didn't, I, I didn't think about the use case for products that are live, um, which is actually a really great use case for this as well. You know, it, it, are people talking about these every day? You know, maybe it's overhyped right now, or actually maybe people not talking about it at all. Maybe like you said, it is a, a good time to buy. So the, the data makes a, a ton of sense for me. I, I'm excited to see the, the next visuals that you're going to show. I, I got a quick question here. Um, yeah, sure. So um, obviously we see like new projects, they launch 200,000 Twitter followers, which is fake to some extent. I know engagement is trickier to fake than just raw followers, um, but uh, it's not impossible. So what are your thoughts on like a project, like especially if this dashboard, right, becomes a popular tool in traders' arsenals. Um, how is it possible to like filter out potentially fake engagement? Like, can you can you scroll down and be like, oh, these are all new accounts retweeting or something like that? Um, maybe down the road. Yeah, that's a really I can good take the question. Yeah, Mark, I think I can take the question because already there is one way that uh, that we use in a way. So um, what we notice is that when there are enormous spikes. And then you go and check the, 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 the Twitter profile and there's not that big of an announcement, okay? But then all of a sudden the, the project has gained a lot more likes uh, and, uh, and um, a lot more followers as well. Uh, then th that is a signal for us that they're starting to, to buy fake followers or they're starting to buy likes. And one thing that I can tell you is that it's pretty hard for a project to have that sustainable for uh, that that's something you can do for one, two, three weeks, but over months, when you're trying to build it, the, the, the hype, it, it becomes increasingly more expensive and increasingly more unsustainable. Uh, so, but spikes in general, in general, spikes that are not related to a real announcement or real improvement, that is something that might, might give it away. Okay, cool. Along those lines, just one more quick question. You know, have you thought about you know metrics around like an engagement ratio? So you know, similar to Brett's point, we know that accounts that have a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand, you would expect to see a certain percentage of likes or reactions or comments to any of their posts at that point. Um, so have you looked at? Do you use that metric like as a ratio in any of this analysis, or have you thought about you know rolling that out as a part? Actually, in our roadmap, but Marco, if you want to touch on it, <laughs> we are always building new tools, and um, we uh, we would like to fine tune. Basically, it's as if we have found right now sort of rougher diamonds in each and every area. Like this, this is one the one the screen that uh, Shibya is presenting, but also the one uh, coming from Onyx. But there is a lot. Of refinement to be to be done. Of course, we know that these are absolute metrics; these are not relative metrics. And the point you raise is absolutely is extremely valid. Um, it's just that uh, we we are test putting to the to the test but all these tools, seeing how the community reacts, what they like, what they do not like, and then we are taking this iterative approach and and, and improving from there. Uh, and this is definitely something that that we that we are closely looking at. Uh, 
that, that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, one of the challenges we all have is this is such a new market. There aren't that many case studies to model off of. Uh, so th this all takes time. But, um, yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing a few of the other features here beyond just the, the, the team metrics. For sure, definitely. Yeah, so with the, so with the team metrics, um, you know, like, like, again, we get these kind of signals. It has engagement. And then what we like to look at along side by side a lot of times is the Discord track. And basically for this one is how the organic community is growing for a project. And, um, um, you know, as we know, this is a lot of times, you know, really taking place in Discord, their, their engagement, the people that are coming on, et cetera, things like that. And um, as far as I know, there's not a tool in the market that lets you see any kind of like simple way in Discord um, um, as of right now. So basically this, this is what the chart looks like. And the, this line is like their Twitter, I mean, their Discord growth, the amount of users that they're coming in. And again, um, uh, going back to the points we were talking about with catching if, you know, if something's getting botted or they're getting users that's not really active, this, this chart actually catches them pretty well, um, meaning that you get a, like a vertical spike, like a very, um, like literally like a straight up and down spike uh, happening. And um, sometimes it could happen if it's a very small, like, you know, if, if the project only has a couple hundred people, it's very early, we could see like pretty steep spikes. But once they get into like five, 10,000 people and you're getting like, you know, a couple thousand people who entered in a, in a second, that's when you can tell that, okay, there's definitely something going on there. And, um, and, and usually you can tell just by the chart that it's not natural and, and, and call things off. If something is kind of like ambiguous, maybe like it's not as big of a spike, you can check again in the Discord real quick and see, do they have like some immense announcement like, you know, that's taking place or like a very big collaboration with a huge influencer or something like that, that just happened. If there's nothing like that going on and you've seen like a spike of that kind, that's a further validation that, okay, this is just getting bots. Um, and then also the orange line, this was also added, you know, in, 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 in addition to that, um, and, and kind of can address the question you asked with the ratio, right? If you have this many people, how many of them are engaging? And this graph, it shows the amount of active users that are actually, you know, engaging, talking to Discord, et cetera, like that. Um, the ups and downs are basically the times of the day. Um, um, uh, but other than that, generally, you can see a ratio of like previous successful communities that did really well, blue chip communities, and you can check their graph on how their active ratios and everything were. And then if you can use that lens to also look at new upcoming projects, a lot of times you can see those signals and then kind of like talk to yourself like, okay, a lot of top traders are following it. They have some really good community growth happening. Initial hype on Twitter is looking like it's getting the right direction as well as the Discord community looks natural, nothing bought it as well as the engagement is high. Overall, it's giving you a lot more analysis. And um, even before you start doing you know, any kind of manual research where you want to look in the founder and stuff like that, a lot of that is covered and giving you, um, basically, you're, you're, you're really getting favored in the, in the side of what's going to um, help your portfolio. Uh, I, I love this data. And like you mentioned, I haven't really seen this anywhere else yet with respect to measuring Discord users and engagement. Um, and I, I love seeing this active curve on the page. Actually, I hadn't thought about it, but this this wave cycle makes total sense, especially for you know a more U.S. based um, Discord group, um, and, and potentially a red flag that Discord might be like bot farmed is if it's just steady, you know, twenty four seven, because that wouldn't feel 
very natural unless it's truly an international around the globe, you know, discord group, which I don't know that we have that many of, I'm curious, do you have any examples or analysis of kind of what, uh, or even anecdotally, you know, what is a good discord curve look like from, from activity? Is is it typically wavy like this? Does it build over time? Kind of what's a, what does a good curve look like? Or is this a good curve? For sure. It is one, it is one of the good curves, like for the age that it has, I would say, this is what you would expect. Uh, again, as Shipka said, it gets fishy when you have crazy spikes uh, and uh, there is no reason for, for that. Um, <clears throat> another way, like I can tell you what is a bit of a bad curve is when, uh, so this is for instance, completely flat. This is a, a stable project uh, uh, that, um, that has that keeps on having the same amount of users, right? And you can also check that for projects that have launched already. Um, also, you can see when stuff is plateauing. Um, and um, another thing um, that is interesting is when the I think she got touched on this point already. When the blue line is growing very very fast, but the red line is not. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it means that yeah, people are you're getting a lot of users but people are not online in that server that much <clears throat> yeah so they're, they're joining the discord they want to get on a whitelist but they're not helping build a community in any capacity exactly. they're not contributing so that's also you know yeah. a potential yeah red flag yeah. so yeah i love it this is great data to have any traders fingertips certainly i, I see a few other channels over there are there other <laughs> tools yeah, or analytics sure. to highlight so the next thing is basically what we came down to is like, you know, like I was saying, like, you know, okay, OGs are following it. Um, community looks great. Engagement looks good on Twitter, et cetera. And then what we started to basically get into is like, how can we be like very confident on how a launch will actually go? Meaning down to the point of like, how will we know, will it sell out or not? And things like that. So that's, that's the, uh, uh, another powerful tool uh, called Amber. And um, uh, Margo, I'll let you take over for that one. Okay, I will try to reshare my screen then. <clears throat> um, guys, I can't, I can't share my screen again. Try again, I just stopped sharing. Uh, okay, oh, okay, fantastic, fantastic. All right, can you guys see my screen? Yep. Okay, fantastic. So this is one, uh, one, um, one completely different approach from the already that we that we saw and I want to start with an anecdote uh, which was after all probably one of the, also the best test beds for um, for this tool that I'm about to, to introduce so uh, it was the beginning of this month I made this tweet before reading the tweet look how hated this tweet was I got two likes nobody listened to to what I was saying okay and I said my take is that cyber brokers which I said, back then was a great project, and I always believe it was a, a great project, will not sell out during the allow list period. Now, if you follow that sell out, it did not sell out during the allow list period. They will move to the wait list, but they will still fall short of say a thousand tokens. Now, the market was proving me wrong, and it was a sort of a paradoxical situation after that revealed after sort of 10 hours, 12 hours. People were minting, but they were not minting that fast. And like 24 hours later, the team started to open to the wait list, started to then open to people that just participated to the raffle. 
and it, again, it was this paradoxical situation where you had free money on the table. So you had uh, a mint at 0 0.35, and the project was already trading at 0 0.9, 1, and then later we all saw what, what happened. And then the, the question was obvious, like why are people not minting the project? Uh, and then the, the reason why people were not minting the project was that the minters, that th there was a portion of the minters, a portion of people that entered their allow list that was really low quality. Like there was a portion that was extremely high quality, but there was a portion of their, um, of their um, allow list that was really, really low quality. These people literally did not have the money on their wallets to mint. And you might tell me, yes, but maybe they had more funds on other wallets. But if the number is really sufficiently big, then your mint is at risk. And if your project is an allow list only project, then that risk is even increasing even further. How did we know this, right? How did we know that they had such a poor um, sort of whitelist composition, this poor allow list composition? Well, as you might know, if, if you're not super, super new to the space, what happens is that Typically, the day before the mint, the project releases a, a Google sheet where they say, <clears throat> "Look up if you're in the in the allow list." Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't happen all the times, right? But it happens most of the times, at least in my experience. And so, what we do is this: we compile a list of of addresses. Now, these are random addresses. Okay, these are not server brokers related. These are random addresses, and we fill in a, a mint price that could be for that. Given, given project. And then what we do, like, let me let me demo this real time, like as if, I hope I don't get some demo effect guys, but uh, what I do is that I run a command in Discord in within seconds, okay? I mean, hopefully within seconds, <laughs> let's see. Should take like, 30 seconds. 20, 30 <laughs> seconds, I don't know. Yeah, 12 seconds this time. You get the wallet balance of each and every address in the in their wait list, sorry, in their white list. And uh, you get also the amount of transaction counts. This matters because you want to know how many completely new wallets they have. And if you want to have a breakdown that is, say, more palatable, more easy to read, that's what, what you get. You say, okay, these are junk wallets because they are below mint amount. These are the amount of wallets that they have sufficient funds. These are the amount of empty wallets. And the callers identify if they are expert based on the amount of, uh, the amount of transactions that those wallets have performed. If they are noobs, if they are, are brand new wallets, they have zero transactions. Now, of course, one transaction does not, sorry, one wallet does not equal one person. Of course, people move their funds and I have, I can name at least 10 people that when they have to mean something, they have their ether spread around 10 wallets. But if you have sufficiently large numbers, then this will start impacting your, your the, the outcome of a mint. Again, when you have thousands of wallets in a, in a, in a, uh, in a whitelist, what happens is that not everyone amongst those people are the people that have either spread around 
10 wallets. Some of them, a lot of them are people that just don't have the money. So it really helps. It really, really helps. And it allowed me to, to you know, to really navigate the, the, the means very well. Yeah, so you, so you essentially pulled this visual, this graphic for cyber brokers and you saw um, about a solid 10% or a thousand members roughly of the allow list probably didn't have funds to cover the 0.35 exactly. man, which is a, a relatively expensive man. And then that's yeah. what informed your, your call on Twitter. And then what was, yeah. what, what were the results? Was it close? Uh, so I had to progressively update my judgment because the team was taking measures to counter that. Mm -hmm. The cyber brokers team was, was, um, uh, was uh, allowing more and more people to mint. And, um, Overall, I already saying that they would they would have not minted out with the amount of wallets they would have thought they would put me in a position where for a moment I said, wait 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 a minute maybe I know something that not even the team itself knows and um, maybe it's just in my head now <laughs> I just want to be very clear maybe it's just in my head but I think I think I. Uh, I, I had some information that at the very least 90% of, of the other people outside of the community didn't know. And this, this tool has not been released yet. This tool is just, uh, we, we are demoing it, uh, demoing it to a, a larger group for the first time here in this show. Awesome. And, um, and uh, we'll just, we'll just we- touch on a little bit, Marco, with, uh, with the tool. Like basically um, the, like, like we also seen that, like you know, if you have, like, say, experts with the, with that label in that chart, it's basically like we seen that um, if they do have the money, but they're generally like newer to the space, they don't have a lot of transactions, they're not minting a lot of projects, then there's a, still a good chance, even if they have the money, they will not mint the project because right. they're just people who have money but they don't mint that many projects, right? So that's like a second bar. Third bar that we're putting together now is like number of wallets that have blue chips. Like if they have uh, one or, I mean, I mean two or more blue chips, like it doesn't have to be like tier one, like board apes or something, but even if it's like cool cats, stuff like that, if they have like a two or more of those, we see there's a correlation that like, if they're gonna be a long-term holder versus just a flipper who's looking to flip this, like, you know, within the same day or same week. So what it, it, it's, it's more in like, it's, most important part is to gauge if the mint is going to sell out and let us know how the actual, um, you know, mint will go. But also it can let us know some indications on like, you know, are people, a lot of the people who are in this project are just like long-term holders. A lot of them are just like, you know, short-term flippers and we know how to, you know, play our um, um, trades accordingly with how that, you know, how that will basically play out based on the data. So just wanted to add that little part on some of the other stuff that's, you know, on this, on this, um, on, on the same tool. No, that, that's so important because like knowing this, if a product is going to mint out and what potentially price is going to be at, is certainly great information. But then understanding what the cohort of users, of traders who are buying in is even more important. And we're, and we're seeing more tools start to, you know, use that type of wallet data like Conian uses, uses it right now for like what are Bored Ape wallets buying, mm -hmm. you know, on the 24 hour, uh, so to speak. So definitely love that that two two-way view of looking at at the data here um i'm curious so we've, we've seen some great data and analytics are is there any projects that you can share right now you, you share some great examples from the past but you know what might be 
top of radar just for our listeners and viewers who are tuning in live here you mentioned moonbirds at the top of the show is that one or are there any others kind of at the top of your list right now for the the near future for sure marco um, so usually, as I mentioned at the beginning, I tend to to make very few calls with very high conviction, uh, and uh, and this is the only one I have right now that I would feel confident in saying in a, in a show such as this one, and um, it's one that I like specifically because the the, the team up uh, behind it, at least in my opinion, was able to create a lot of value for a previous collection that they've built, mm-hmm. and um, so I. Uh, I would say still relatively small in terms of the amount of people that are after it. Um, if you look at the followers that they have on Twitter, but I think that it could be it could be a valuable a valuable project to to have in a radar at the very very least. That. Well, you heard it here first, and certainly <laughs> I'll, I'll give Marco credit. You know, he's fairly conservative. I'm a little more flamboyant. I, I think Moonbirds is, is an absolute slam dunk, grand yeah. slam. It is. <clears throat> I agree. He, Marco is very um, conservative. Moonbirds um, is is gonna be. Um, I want. I don't want to say one of the big ones, but it has a good chance of being like you know at least in the tier three, tier two top um, PFP projects coming up, uh, just based on their team alone. Some of the best developers in the space. Yeah. yeah. For, for those yeah. who aren't familiar, Brett, go ahead. I'm I'm buying Moonbirds at any price. I think the Dutch auction starts at two point five ETH. Um, it's ten K the the track record of the people involved is really good i would right now you know it's it's not for three weeks so things can change i'm firing right at the gun right now to to get one and so for our listeners viewers who may not be familiar this is kevin rose the proof xyz team that the proof collective pass sits at a 40 floor right now the 55 it ran up today wow um, so this is one of the Grail NFT products from one of the best founding teams out there. It's only a thousand uh, though; it's not ten thousand. So this is this is different okay. than that. But it's still, I think these birds are. Uh, yeah, I, it's going to be a very hot mint. Everyone's going to be uh, looking at this one. So a great tip here from from Shib and Marco, and the, the tools here at Blockchains identified this. Um, so, so clearly, you know, the, the, the tools are working, at least in our opinion. Um, well, this has been great. I, I want to hear a little bit from you guys on kind of what, what's the next steps for Blockgems? Uh, are you guys planning to roll something out to a broader audience uh, or kind of what, uh, what's your vision and roadmap right now? If you want to take this one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so like we've been, you know, working on these tools, building these tools, these are already available if you go in the discords, um, um, the, the team at Rakes, the discord track is already available to the community that's coming in. And we are starting to uh, push the pedal as we are um, getting our whitelist started very soon <laughs> and um, looking to, you know, basically get everything, um, um, you know, like more in, a, in a, all the information situated in place. I mean, me and Marco have been, um, have like a long list, pages after pages, even on my desk, on, on all those ideas that we have, what's prioritized. Most of them actually from the community itself, what they want, what they want to change, reverse lookups, all these other stuff. So we have a long list of things that we want to build. And um, yeah, so what we're looking to do next steps would be, you know, getting a whitelist going as well as um, uh, looking to head towards launching an NFT project where we're going to have a pretty, you know, hefty roadmap. This is all the stuff we did already before. Um, um, you know, even when we launched, once we 
um, launched the project. We have some big, big uh, things on the list. You know, getting expanding our team uh, by by quite a bit, and and taking things really to the next level. Oh, I love it. I love the vision. We'll be watching that closely. Uh, Brett, any other questions on your end for these for Shib and Marco here? No, looking forward to uh, following y'all's progress. It's a it's a cool project you guys got going on. Thank you. Uh, this is really exciting. I guess before we before we close the interview out, uh, where can our listeners and, and viewers find you? Do you want to share your Twitter or, or any Discord handles or any or any websites or anything? For sure. Yeah, the best place would be our Discord. So we'll put the link for our um, uh, main project Discord link, and then if they want to follow uh, me and Marco. Uh, we'll put um, our Twitter and YouTube channel as well, um, especially Marco's YouTube channel, where it's like a lot of the good calls without much fluff. <laughs> like it's just calls after calls after calls since like January of 2021. So I think that'll be interesting for the people to see as well. Oh, I'm definitely subscribing to, to Marco's channel after seeing these, uh, these amazing calls and the alpha drops. Um, and, and again, Moonbirds, we, we called it here on, on NFTs Live with the Block Gems team on, the, on March 25th. Not uh, the boldest of calls, I'll say, but, <laughs> oh, but, no. but we called it nonetheless. <laughs> hey, we're going to take credit for it. Yeah. Um, well, Marco Shib, really appreciate your time here. Uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Loves hearing uh, more about the product and, and seeing the, the, the vision that you guys have all laid out. So definitely excited about it. Uh, Brett, as always, thank you for, for joining us here. To our listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in. Um, we will not be back next Friday. I'm actually doing a family vacation. We'll be back the, that April 8th, the second Friday of April for our standard show. Till then, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.